Hey everybody, it's uh, your boy Bigby here. Just uh, wanted to get something out of the way before we started this week's episode. Um, primarily just wanting to address the incident that happened last week, the shooting in Atlanta and the increase in, in hate crimes and, and racism towards Asian people that we've been seeing in the last year and a half. And even more than that, just the increase in, in racism and, and hatred we've seen towards uh, by POC communities um, within the the last however long now it i mean it, with this pandemic a lot of things kind of seem to blend together with with all the the problems and and everything going on in the world but this this has always been something that's been particularly troubling to me and i mean i'm you know one of of many white dudes online um you know who are, are talking about things and it's you know it, it's a perspective we see all too much of but nevertheless i don't think i think we all need to speak up about these issues and and against them and and decry them for the terrible acts that they are and but even aside from that this is something that hits very close to home for me and for the rest of us here on this show because Invisifly, as many of you know, is a member of our, our podcast crew, has, has worked with us since the beginning of this show um, to, you know, help us as our social media manager, helping us monitor our Twitter account, and even lately has been a, a fairly frequent guest on, on Balcony Manager as well. Um, but aside from that, even, she's a very close personal friend of mine and is someone who is... Uh, you know, been a very reliable and, and very uh, helpful and caring person for me in, in a lot of tough situations in my life. And it's something where I have a lot of fear and a lot of concern for her and her family because of what I see happening and worrying about, you know, because I mean, as much as a lot of these things, and particularly what happened last week happening in the U.S., you know, it can be easy for some of us here in Canada to think about it as just a U.S. problem. But these are problems that happen in our own backyard too. I mean, BC has been seeing a very considerable rise um, in in these sorts of acts, and even in places like Toronto, which you know that's in the same province we are, it's you know it, it's tough to n- not be concerned and worried about that. But I I think even more so than that, like I don't think you need to necessarily you know have a first-hand contact or friendship or, or whatever or some relationship with someone in a BIPOC or BIPOC community to necessarily care or to, to have the kind of compassion that we should be displaying to, to all people regardless of who they are or what group they belong to, whether that's based on racial lines or gender lines or lines of sexuality like in a lot of these cases these are things that people are born into that don't have a choice and society puts so much on us to you know think a certain way or feel a certain way about things but we we need to overcome that we're we're all people and we all deserve you know a life of happiness we all deserve the same opportunities and we all deserve to not we all deserve to feel safe and to not be under this constant threat of attack just because of who you are or the color of your skin or, or anything really. Um, that's, that's really it, I think. But, um, 
you can donate to stop AAPI hate, to hashtag uh, hate as a virus, and we're going to be putting those links as well as uh, providing access to a number of other links for um, helping support Asian communities and uh, stopping um, this kind of hatred because, yeah, it, it needs to stop. you hide it so those dirty peasants couldn't get their their grubby little paws all over your your, your hot stash so if you mean like peasants is this like set in like peasant oh. like like those kind of times or is oh, it like I, set in I, day? I don't know i just was imagining it as like if you were a leprechaun with a lot of gold you'd probably be pretty elitist <laughs> um it could be whatever I guess... time period. I, I don't care. I Modern day, sure. We'll just simplify it. I guess maybe under, like, the uh, the local town hall. <laughs> okay. Because uh, it's just, like, it isn't, it's just not an area that would, like, if you can, like, dig under it, like, a good bit under it, like, no one's going to, like, think to dig under it for a while, at least. So what is your your game? Is this like okay? Like, are you somehow gonna like tunnel under town hall? How are you gonna achieve that? Uh pretty much. Just like yeah, I would dig uh fair fairways down. Uh, and yeah, just <laughs> plant her there and rebury her. <laughs> I was imagining people like coming in to like have some sort of like town hall meeting about you know some you know like oh we got the too many potholes we got to deal with these potholes and then there's this little man in a green suit with a shovel just strolling through <laughs> just trying to look inconspicuous. It's like oh yeah no nothing to worry about here. They're having a meeting and they're just hearing loud clanging as you're just like smashing the fucking shovel against the floor. Oh no, you got you gotta do this at like three a.m. when no one's up and around. <laughs> Nothing's going you, on. I don't know, how do you know they don't have security guards or something? I don't uh, know. Well, if there's anything like around uh, where we live, there's there ain't no shit for security or anything. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I guess we didn't specify where this had to be, so I guess it could be wherever. Ooh. No, that's that's understandable. What I don't know, you? man. That's yeah. That's the thing. Like, that's a that's a tough question because you know you got to be. You gotta be sneaky, especially these days. Everybody's got their fucking phones handy to catch something, right? So, like, you gotta be real careful about not getting seen while you're out and about. And I, I, I'm just assuming that as a leprechaun, you have to be, like, you, you can't just change your appearance. You have to, like, oh, you're always a leprechaun. So you have to, like, uh, find some way to navigate without being caught and use your diminutive size to your advantage. But, uh... Yeah, man, I guess somewhere small where, like, big people can't fit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, you know, like, maybe, like, under a bridge, there's, like, a tiny little, like, sewage drain. You just kind of, like, stash it in there. Yeah, Um, that's fair. 
You just gotta like not let anyone see you get under there. But then oh, again, yeah. I guess if you're a leprechaun, does this suppose the existence of trolls? Because then maybe that isn't so desirable. See exactly because that's um well that's kind of one of the things. That, like, <laughs> town hall. Yeah. <laughs> that was a ridiculous statement. You said that so matter of fact. Like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm glad. Glad you finally made that point. These trolls are well, yeah, out, someone out had of control. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, kind of, sorry, uh, going back to like kind of elaborating on my part. Um, the reason why I would put it there is cause like a, uh, yeah, it is, a, uh, can be a public area, but it's underground. Any work that would get done there is most likely going to be like publicized in some way. So that kind of gives you a little bit of, oh shit, I better go get my gold before they start construction. See, that's the thing about my thought process, though, is I think it's going to be bigger news if they find something crazy there, right? Someone's going to know. Someone. They got to do basement renovations. Maybe they want to add, like, a double basement. They're going to dig deeper down. Who knows? How, de well, how deep do you go? Well, apparently, I can't remember what city it was, but some city actually was renovating their town hall and found, like, a safe. And I think in that safe had like a decent, some like actual gold and like a decent amount of it. See that fucking leprechaun fucked up. See, <laughs> this, this is what's gonna happen. This right here, this is like the the this is like a lesson in what not to do. And you're sitting here, you're taking, you're learning the wrong lesson. Well, yeah, but he it. hit it in like the rafters, like the roof. Of course, they're gonna do work up there. Oh, no well, there oh okay. <laughs> I, I thought they I, I guess I just assumed that because they found it in the town hall with what your point was that they like dug to find it but I guess that's fair why is a safe up in the rafters I guess there's I could see why somebody would want to hide something there too maybe I mean but... maybe not the rafters but like it was in like the roof of some kind like these are big big buildings so it's just that's like somewhere true. on the roof okay well it's episode 20 of Balcony Banter. Welcome back, folks. It's uh, where we we ask the really big questions about really little creatures. Uh, I'm Bigby. And I'm Bees. And we are guestless this week. We were riding solo, which, I, I mean, we're really true, because I've always got you here, Bees. But oh, yeah, it's, we're riding duos. We're Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we're going to talk about it anyways. So I guess might as well get into it now because yeah, I guess we're 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 rolling in the duos queue rather than the trios. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we've been playing Apex Legends has been a thing that has dominated our lives this last little bit. Yeah, we've gotten pretty uh, back into it considering it came out around two years ago. Man, so Zoo and I. And a number of other people, I think like Dingo even, maybe to a degree as well. And Doug, oh, yeah, Dingo, Didgeridoo uh, actually used to play it too, I think, back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, indeed. Well, I know he said he was getting back into it. So I know he played at some point. I just didn't know he like played at the early days because I've, I've, um, I, well, I shouldn't say I've been playing since season one. I have played in season one and kind of like picked it up here and there every now and then. Well, that's definitely fair. Well, I remember seeing before even I started um, getting back into it, you had been playing it pretty, pretty frequently. I'd, I'd say pretty often. Looking at Steam, I'd see old old bees on the uh, on the Apex. But yeah, it was one. A lot of us had played it, it like 
when it first came out for a bit and we were pretty into it. And then it just hit a point where we kind of fell off it. And then just none of us touched it up until very recently. Um, but yeah, zoo has gotten back into it in a big way. Oh yeah, for sure. He's been playing. He's, he's been grinding pretty good. He's been like more committed than either of us even have. <laughs> he's been, he's been in all the time. I always seeing him playing apex, always talking apex. It's, it's the, <laughs> The new, the new old craze has come back, and it's 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 a great time. I I gotta tell you, I'm really liking it. It's there used to be a point where a lot of us in our friend group would play games online fairly regularly. Like Overwatch was a big one for our friend group for a bit. Oh, it, yeah. it was just like everybody was playing it. Everyone took part. We we would always like there'd be a lot of nights where we'd have like a full squad uh, going in playing matches on that. And it it kind of petered out for a while after that. Uh, like Apex was kind of one we had jumped on to. I know we even had like a stint with like a Rocket League, I think, for like a very brief bit too. Um, and some other ones, but like it, it had been a long while since that had happened. And then there was, I think there was actually a little period where we were playing Overwatch recently too. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we got into it for like a, a solid week or two, uh, maybe for a little bit ago. We've been really focusing on Apex more lately. Oh, that yeah, because I had I had kind of a, a curious itching to try it again, and I had uh, offered to give that a shot with you, and then we got we got Zoo on with us, and it's been history from there. So I mean, we've had my boyfriend Valentine getting on with us for matches now, and Dougie was on with us before too earlier this past week, I think. Well, um, I know um, with Zoo, Overwatch, I think, kind of reignited just um, like the love for maybe like a good first person shooter with your friends. Because I'm not sure how much he played before we started playing Overwatch, but I noticed he played Overwatch with us. And then that's when uh, Apex kind of really took over for him and uh, me as you as well. Oh, exactly. Well, that's just it. It's that especially right now with all the pandemic stuff and how little we can actually like see each other in person and hang out and have that kind of social interaction. Like it's, it's big being able just to like have these, this, this regular outlet for socialization where we jump on, we all get on mic and we'll all hang out and chat and play a game together. And just, I don't know. It's, it's very nice to be able to have that connection there. And uh, it's man it, it's been it's really great honestly and it's well, been see, a, like, a big mood booster lately i mean yeah that's kind of the thing because like obviously with uh this virus that's going around a lot of people are, can't really hang out with their friends but you just gotta be a gamer like just play some games <laughs> with your friends and you gotta be a fucking gamer just bro. Embrace the, the gamer yeah life. fuck you <laughs> You gotta fucking just start pounding Mountain Dew and just fucking crushing all the bags of Doritos that you can <laughs> get your hands on. And then you'll know. You'll walk the true path. <laughs> you'll understand what it's like. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, yeah, that's just a good way to like interact with people, especially if you've been lacking that connection with people. Just play some games with them. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like... Uh, interactive software where you can like talk to them, like Discord, Skype, and just uh, tons of fun Discord's games so for casual. Discord's great, casual honestly. And that's the thing too. Like, there's so many games that like they're fun to play solo. They like they can be okay solo, but like when you get on and play it like multiplayer, like there's a lot of games today that are like designed for it. But there's also a lot of games that like 
I don't know, even if they're not, like, the best game, I guess is sort of what I'm trying to get at. Like, I mean, it's kind of like a, a mediocre game. Playing it with your friends can elevate it so much. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's it's such a just great experience because, like, you're all working together. And like, I'm sure, like, for most people listening, it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, it's fun to play games with your friends online. But I don't know, it's... There's a difference between like, oh yeah, we do this like very occasionally and it's it's a fun experience versus like it's something I feel like I can regularly turn to and enjoy as like just sort of like a, a social function of my friend group that oh, yeah, is exactly. it's fun and it's nice and having and part of what I think really I've been really enjoying is just how like regular it's been and it's been branching out too because I mean like you and I here uh, there last night actually were getting into doing some GTA 5 online because I, I mean, well, okay. Well, let's back it up a little for a moment here. The big thing I think for me recently that's gotten into like, because I've been having a huge surge of just gaming lately, more so than I had been for a while. And a big part of that was because of my PC rebuild because I have this new fancy Not PC that can play a lot of stuff really well. So I I can I can participate in a way that I hadn't been able to for quite a while because my old build was kind of rough. So that's been a big help with that, and I, I think also partly just having that and still being so enamored with it. There's a part of me that feels like I need to make use of it because I spent so much money on the damn thing. So I have to like get the time in and you know enjoy what I have of it. Um. So yeah, that that's been just leading me to playing like a lot of stuff on PC lately, and a lot of things I hadn't necessarily spent the time playing because my computer couldn't run it very well before. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, I mean that's been one. Like GTA Five is great because I mean my old system couldn't really run it that well, um, and so now I can actually yeah, like really get into giving it a try. And oh, we've been we were getting online with that, and I know my boyfriend's actually going to get on with us, I think too, and we're going to start doing some crimes getting some getting some stuff done oh man because that's one i've i've wanted to give the online in that a really good solid try for a bit and yeah because it's it seems like it could be a lot of fun although i'm really hoping that we don't keep having the experiences like we had last night with it because that is gonna really kill the vibe for me pretty quick if that's like what every session is going to be like is just yeah, kind of goofing around until we run into the one hacker who just like completely shits all over our good time. And then yeah, we had to like spend a bunch of time finding a new session. Oh yeah. Uh, doesn't sound that bad for some other games, but with games like rockstar, uh, that's, that's just kind of one of their downfalls is like, they just have ridiculously long loading times for stuff. And it's just insane. Like they make some great games, but my God, trying to, connect to each other sometimes is a nightmare well yeah because i mean they they seem to have this whole focus of like wanting to use the rockstar social club stuff to like connect and play together but like there's no integration between that and steam like we were trying to join each other's games through steam and it wasn't working it was basically forcing us to have to go through the rockstar social shit which yeah seemed weird but i mean you know, ultimately it works. It's just, yeah, it's it's cumbersome in ways that really doesn't need to be in, in this day and age. Well, it took us quite a bit of time to figure that part out because it just wouldn't let us join. And like, I, I'm sure there's technical challenges to it for sure, given like how big the map is and how many people it needs to potentially keep track of in a session. But like, 
I don't know. I feel like that's that's something that's a pretty core aspect to this online experience and something they should probably have had figured out at this point. Yeah. It's and like, should yeah, have been able to debug it's with the amount of money they have. Yeah, exactly. It's and I mean, even how old the game is, it doesn't even matter. It it has made more money than like I think any other entertainment product in history has ever made. It it definitely is up there with in terms of money made. I'm pretty certain it holds the record. At least it did for a while. I don't know if it maybe maybe the record got stolen, but I, as far as I know, it's it, it definitely was at one point. But I mean, there's there's been that. We've also even fucking today we're getting on with some Borderlands Three because that uh, had dropped down in price a bit, and finally got around to giving that a shot. And that is that is one that oh man, I wish Dingo was here to talk about this because that is that <laughs> that franchise has been like a cornerstone of our our friendship in a way uh because oh, yeah. like it, it exemplified perfectly by when i purchased it last night i pinged him on discord <laughs> letting <laughs> him know that i bought it his immediate response this morning was all right i'm getting it installed we'll we'll link up later <laughs> nice <laughs> it was just it was that common understanding that's that's something i that's something i cherish i hold it near and dear to my heart Dango, if nice. you're listening buddy i pro shout out shout out to you bud <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah it's been it's been really good and it's been really fun having just knowing that we can you know there's there's generally always going to be people around lately who are going to want to get on and play something and uh, that's that's something that i i've really been i don't know it's it's hard for me to say it a way that isn't just repeating what i've already been saying for a little <laughs> bit but it's uh, it's just been such a great just source of joy for me things yeah exactly and i uh i hope it keeps going i hope it keeps going for for a while because that's it, it's a big help getting through these 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 times oh man yeah especially uh freaking yeah what's going on in the world plus just stuff that's going on with work my god yeah no i definitely can hear you there because that's the thing with all the pandemic stuff. It's not like work really slows down, right? It keeps it keeps going. But what else have uh, what else have you been getting into lately, bees? You've been playing any other things lately? Um, other, well, I guess I guess there's always League of Legends, but yeah, I've been getting into uh, yeah League, Apex, Overwatch. Um, I've been kind of tempted to get uh, a game called Jump King. If you're familiar with it, King, I can't say that I am. Uh, so it's like in the style of like the night games, like the Shovel Knight, Plague Knight, like those kinds. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got um, you. But it's uh, it's a platforming game, so you literally just jump from platform to platform, and you just try to like make it as high as you can. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is an end goal. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those games where it's like uh, you try to get so far. Uh, but you could easily like lose all your progress by misstepping. It's kind of, oh, what's it called? What's oh, like that a game? rogue, like roguelike. You mean? I think so. I'm not sure what that game is roguelike. Oh, roguelike is uh, like it's a subgenre of games. So it's like it's the games where basically you you go out and you're basically doing like a run where that is like one attempt at trying to get through like it, a lot of them are like dungeon crawler type experiences oh, okay, yeah. but other ones it can be just more like a course thing that you're just trying to work through as like a level or something but you're, you're basically working through and it's you 
they're sort of permadeath. Like when you die, like you generally lose everything from the run, and then you have to kind of just keep retrying. And there's generally varying levels of randomization that'll kind of lay out like what each run is going to be. So like you're never quite sure what you're gonna get. Some runs might be luckier than others in some ways. But usually there's some mechanism for like permanent uh progression that'll like kind of help you along and not necessarily like giving you everything you need to be successful, but kind of help ed- edging you more towards like, you know, not starting out empty handed every single time, basically. Well, it's kind of like um, I had thought of a good example. Uh, what was that game a few years ago that was really popular where you're like in a cauldron and you'd like use a hammer to try to get over stuff? It was like made. By oh, the fuck. Yeah, getting over it with Bennett. Getting Foggy. over it. That was game. So it's kind of like that game in the sense it's like, yeah, you try to progress as far as you can, but like you could easily just like fuck one thing up and lose. Oh, yeah, while your progression. It, it it doesn't have like uh punishing or difficult mechanics like uh uh getting over it, but it's just like that. Yeah, if you fuck this up, like you could go down so far. Uh, I gotcha. Okay, so it's. Yeah, I get what you mean. Now. It's like so it's a, not it's necessarily not game, kind of like right. a challenging game that yeah can very easily piss you off because you could fuck that up so makes easily. Sense. I understand that now. Yeah, I don't know. That's the kind of game. I mean, this doesn't seem like it's necessarily like getting over in the way it's just like built to piss you off because I've seen videos of that and that game seems like it would definitely piss me off. Oh yeah, um, I I had it a few years ago and. <laughs> It do- it does bring you to an insanity point. <laughs> I would imagine. I cause I mean I I've heard the controls are pretty rough. It is, but really rough. I I also know there's like a narrator who just basically like doesn't really talk shit to you, but he kind of he 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 can. From what I've heard in the videos, he comes across as pretty condescending, and that's yeah. clearly by intent to be like, oh, don't give up, buddy. You'll get there. Like, fuck yeah. right off, oh, man. <laughs> I do respect um, that game in the sense that it's kind of like it knows that it's pissing you off. So yeah, like with the narrator, it's just like that's the thing. Like I understand it's 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 funny, it's a goof, but it's also like you're just paying money to get trolled. Yeah, really. <laughs> by a piece thing. of software. That's kind of the only <laughs> thing that stopped me from getting Jump King because yeah, it's it's a bit more money than I I like to pay for a game like that. That's definitely fair. Is it like more mechanically rich at least? Like, is there like a bit more going on with it? Because it does at least sound like it's not necessarily just trying to piss you off in that same way, I guess. But well, the thing about the game is like, uh, it's controls are so simple. Like, you move and jump. That's literally it. Um, hmm. It's not like slippery or anything. I mean, certain levels could have some slippery things, but um, overall, mechanics are like pretty nice and tight. But it's just like the simplicity. Yeah, you just move left or right, jump up, and try to hit the platform. Huh. So, like, is there anything else beyond that? Like, any sort of, like, combat aspect, or, like... Uh, I'm, I don't think so. Uh, it's just, there might be, like, some enemies you have to, like, hop on. Uh, I've only seen, like, uh, some streamers play it, and they ha- I haven't really seen them, yeah, any combat, to my knowledge. I'm looking, I'm looking it up on on all steam here as you're telling me about this because oh it does have kind of like a shovel knight vibe from the imagery a little bit yeah that yeah that's the vibe i get from it 
Huh, yeah, this does look like a just a pretty simple you're just jumping. You're just trying to go up. Huh. I think there's like it's a classic like you have to save the princess or something like that. I think that's oh. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. There there is a smoking hot babe at the top. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I get you're maybe trying to call on nostalgia from an older era of gaming, but like I wouldn't say it necessarily sounds gross, but it just sounds very lame in a way. I don't know. It's very uh, whoa '90s kind of <laughs> energy, and not necessarily in a, in a good way. Um, huh. I'm I'm intrigued though. I do like games with that kind of retro style. I've Shovel Knight's one. I've I've always meant to give a try. I know Invisifly yes, has wanting to try those games too. Uh, she's spoken very highly of it, and so have a lot of people. And yeah, it's just one I haven't gotten around to. Like I have Hollow Knight. I have it installed even, and I I just haven't really booted it up to try it because. But I've been thinking about it. I've heard very good things about that from Zoo and Dingo and, and tons of people. So it's it's one I've it's definitely been higher up on my list of ones to to give a try to. But I uh, I don't know lately. Other than like oh, I saw the online stuff. We've already uh gone on at length about um i've been playing some other stuff too like uh, just you know, like i mentioned before trying to get into some things i like my pc could really run before so it's, it's some like bigger more triple a things but i've been playing alternating between two very different ends of like a, a combat shooter spectrum which is at one end there's uh metal gear solid 5 which i've been uh sinking oh, my yeah. teeth into and i've been really really enjoying that but I've also been uh, switching between that and Doom 2016 because I'd actually not oh, played yeah. through that. I've heard amazing things about both games. Oh, they they're both very good, but it it's funny switching between them because like one game is very take your time and plan things out and sneak your way in, and you're you're trying to handle things with a degree of subtlety, and then the other one is just balls to the wall violence <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, I, I adore them both for very different reasons, but I they are both very, very great games. Metal Gear, so like MGS5 in particular has been like a really cool experience because I've never, never really played a Metal Gear game before. Yeah, um, I've never really played one either. It's interesting. I've always been intrigued by like what Kojima would do with the series and stuff, things I'd hear about it, but... Yeah, getting into playing it, it's because I tried before even, and it, part of why this game too I didn't get into initially was just I had difficulty like getting past like the learning curve, I guess, because I was very new to it overall. But it's very um, like once you get past the like introduction stage, I guess you they just drop you in Afghanistan, and it's like, hey, here you are in the desert in the 80s as the you know the soviets are invading and you got you got to just go find this dude save him he's in this camp you got three days good luck and it's like oh okay, <laughs> okay. uh i'm just a man on a horse i got some guns and i just gotta figure it out but to be fair the game does give you some guidance it does kind of oh, yeah. you in certain in, in certain ways that'll kind of lead you to success it's it's not as aimless like once you kind of start getting into it it's not quite as aimless as it seems but it's uh 
it definitely is a game that gives you a lot of options as to how you want to deal with things and very much leaves it up to you to how you want to approach and and uh resolve these mission objectives <laughs> that is one of the uh key things i've heard about that game is just like the the big uh the amount of freedom you have you can approach a mission basically however you want yep you could well, just go they... balls to the wall gun blazing stealth like you could do a funny kind of way like whatever you want it's it's pretty nuts because yeah you you can basically enter in and you can start like so like there's like a town i have to get into this town to like save this prisoner and i have to extract them i can approach that however i want i can spend as much time as i want just i mean uh, obviously maybe in some missions it's not as as free in terms of the time limits you have but i can spend lots of time just like scoping it out pinning enemies onto like my hud so i know where they are and i can like get in i can if i really want to really want to be careful i can do a whole mission without killing anybody or not being detected or i could you know drop in with a tank like i did the other night uh playing and just go whole hog and just <laughs> go balls to the wall and just start oh, gunning sure. everything down obviously not really how you're supposed to play metal gear but <laughs> it's uh you're allowed to and it's it's fun that you can take that route and it's oh it's it's something where i have to try not to get too frustrated with sometimes too because <laughs> there's points where i'm really trying to go through like a whole mission like hey i want to get the whole the whole thing of not getting caught at all right i just don't want to be detected oh, and then i'll trip up in like some small way Oh. And it'll fuck it up. And I'll, my initial urge is to go and like restart it every time that happens. There's been some times where I have, but I'm trying to resist that a bit because I'm trying to have a little bit more fun with it and just let things kind of happen organically. And it's something uh, I actually picked up from Didgeridoo Stew as kind of a, a bit of advice on handling stuff like that. But he was talking more from the perspective of like strategy games. But with how tactical you have to be in in metal gear uh solid and, and particularly with mgs5 like it, it it still applies and it's basically just like you know when something like that happens it's like you know what i'm not gonna have the mindset of oh i fucked up my thing i have to restart now so i can finish with that it's like you know what fuck it i want to see what happens i want to play it out and see how it all goes through right and how it all goes down and just play through the rest of the scenario and doing it that way has been really interesting because even if shit goes bad, it's kind of fun seeing like how I can get out of it. Because even if you get caught, it's not necessarily the end. You can like create diversions and basically get out of the enemy's line of sight and get back into like a position of like not being seen and where the enemy doesn't know where you are. And then you can, you know, start to basically work around like, okay, now how do I dig myself out of this hole now, right? And that can be a really interesting gameplay experience for me. So I'm I'm trying to not just, you know, save scum sort of perfectionist type thing with the checkpointing. I'm trying to I'm trying to just let it happen organically. And it's it's been an interesting experience. Well, I know uh, I, I'm kind of the same way with uh, other stealth games like that. Uh, I guess that's kind of one of the reasons why I never got into Metal Gear. Because like, if the stealth game I do want to play, uh, it's definitely going to be Assassin's Creed. Uh, oh yes. But um, I was kind. I'm kind of the same way in the sense that I was trying to do missions like that, like just be as stealthy as possible, don't get caught out by anything, and then you just fuck up one thing near the end, and then you rage and you just want to restart. It's like fuck sakes, gotta do it again. 
And that's the thing, because at least with Metal Gear early or MGS Five, anyways, I I I think MGS Five plays a bit differently than some of the other ones do, but I I really wouldn't be able to say for sure from my own experience. But I will admit, this one's making me want to go back and try and play some of the older ones. Um, I'll have to figure out what avenues are available for some of them. Maybe I'm in for a world of hurt with that in terms of maybe what Konami has has or hasn't uh, put available for re-release. But uh, I'll do some research, but. Nonetheless, it's it's seems to be a very interesting franchise, and I'm very into this game for sure. There's there's a lot there, and I mean, like I've played, I think I've put like almost 50 hours in at this mm-hmm. point, and yeah, and I I'm still I think only at like seven percent completion for the game, <laughs> um, which yeah, there's there's a lot. Well, I was telling you before, like there's all these like cassette tapes you can collect for like music tracks and and other things. And there's one that I got that's literally just like it, it was just titled uh, like recorded by Soldier in the Washroom or something oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> it is literally just I, I played it because I like the, there was another one I got in like that same category that was just like some weird like Afghan music, I guess. And I was like, OK, this is kind of a neat little it just seemed like a little Easter egg thing. But then this other one, I was like, okay, this is maybe like a recording of like some dude like singing in the bathroom or something. Because I guess the other one set up this precedent of it being song based. So I assume that's what it was. It was just maybe some goofy audio of some Russian soldier singing, you know, something like that, right? <laughs> no, it's just audio of a soldier just like violently shitting. <laughs> like you can just like, uh, it's it's nasty and it's like. It's the kind of weird shit you wouldn't expect to see in this, but <laughs> it also at the same time, like knowing it's Kojima, I don't know. I guess it's I can't be too surprised, but it's it was a weird addition. But I mean, that's the other like weird thing too. Like I got like a new like because you have like the buddies that you can bring in. Right now, I still only have the horse, and by the way, I like the horse. The horse is cool. Is a, a nice mode of transportation that you can be kind of stealthy with uh, compared to a lot of the other ones. But I got a new ability for him, which is basically just I could I can make him defecate on command. I could just <laughs> I I with a simple button press I I can make the horse shit, and I could not begin to tell you what the advantage of that is. Uh, <laughs> well, like I'm, I'm, it's the kind of thing where like so far everything the game has given me, even if it's not like if. It's one of those things where I can generally look at it and be like, okay, I can see a use for this. If even it's not something I'm going to use necessarily all the time, there's I can see what the purpose of this is. This is one of those things the game has given me that I'm just I'm baffled by. I I have no idea what the use of that's going to be. I mean, I definitely could be wrong uh, when I say this, but it's probably uh, it was probably just like a selling tactic, just like how um you know how Red Dead Redemption Two, one of the biggest things talked about was the horse nuts f- physics. How they shrink in the cold. So, and that's fair. And that's, I don't think this, I don't think this is quite the same thing though. And the only reason why I say that is because that was treated as a like, oh, hey, we developed this tech to just have this dynamically change on like the horse body model to like, you know, adapt to this way. It appears more realistic. Whereas this is just, it's not especially technically impressive like the animation that it does. The horse just like raises its tail a little bit and then just <laughs> poops drop out. It's not like especially well animated. It's relatively realistic to how a real horse shits, to be fair, but it's you know, that's that's it's not like some flashy thing. 
I imagine there's some use for it. Like there's some effect, like maybe if soldiers walk by it, they like, or if they, they step in it, something happens and they like react a certain way. And if you like play it some like wild way, you can maybe make use of it. But like, I just right now, it's one of those things that I couldn't fucking tell you <laughs> what, how, what advantage that's going to provide me in the field. But it's, you know what? It's something I mean, though. I, I appreciate that they give me the option, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is that, like, you could just place a shit in, like, the road or something and have a soldier come up and inspect to be like, oh, what's that? Usually as a distraction method. That's the Maybe. only thing I can think of. Like, you know what? And honestly, that could very well be it, because there's lots of things like that you can do. Like, there, there, I'm pretty sure there's even a mechanic, like, because there's things you can throw to, like, distract them. They, the one thing they give you mainly is, like, uh, empty, like, magazines from, like, uh, assault rifles. That you can just like infinitely throw to like you know a clock on the ground and the the enemy will be drawn over that way right and you can use that to like sneak up on them but you can also even like go so far as like unscrewing the like uh silencers off your guns and using that as like a, a thing to throw and use oh, it really? as, as a distraction measure and stuff too oh wow yeah there's a there's a lot of things you can unlock too and a lot of different gear and items you can use to your advantage with it as well it's it's pretty neat it's definitely one I'd recommend. Um, I'd also recommend Doom 2016 too, but I have a lot less to say about that. Although it's, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not a lot I can say that hasn't already been been sent for it. But yeah, it's it's wild. It's just so shit up. Oh man, yeah, you're just you feel like a beast. Like it's just the like visceral vibe. Yeah, it's it is brutally violent, but like it's so over the top that it's like you can't take it too seriously. But at the same time, like, it's, you just feel like this vicious monster. Just, and like, I don't know, there's something great when you, like, do the glory kills and you can almost, like, see the fear in the demons' faces as you're, like, fucking them up. And it's like, oh, yeah, these are, like, monsters from hell that are, like, afraid of you. And they, <laughs> they, there's so many fine details that they include that kind of help drive that home and give you that sense as a player. And so many things they do, like, non-verbally with the character of, like, Doom Guy to, like, help give this sense of, like, no, he all he cares about is fucking up the demons. They, <laughs> they sell that so well. Oh, yeah. and some Tons of people have talked about it already. It's it's a brilliant game. But even FGS5, too. Like, it's... Everyone knows these are great games, but it's just... It's cool for me to finally have the opportunity to get in and do these, especially because Doom 2016, I'm mostly playing because I'd like to get my hands on Eternal, and give that a shot because I've heard so many good things about that and how it basically is just like, like a, a, a like just amazing sequel to, to Doom twenty sixteen and just builds on it so so well. I have heard good things about Doom Eternal as well. Oh man, I've never played a Doom game though. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I I messed around with some of the older ones at some point in the past, but it, they're it's definitely not a franchise I've played a ton of. Um, Dune twenty sixteen, I think, is really the first one I've sat down and really played through. But I mean, I've I've had experience with some older like shooters from that era and stuff, particularly memories of playing like Unreal Tournament and stuff back in the day. Not that I was especially good or, or played especially frequently, <laughs> but you know, like, like it's it's not like I don't have any idea about like what games from that time were like, like that era of like PC FPS shooters and stuff like that, right? Um, but yeah, like it's it's been really great playing this, and 
I'd like to get in and play uh, the Wolfenstein ones that the uh, Machine Games had done as well, um, like Wolfenstein New Order and uh, I forget the sequel that came out, um, what it was called, but I'd like to give those a shot because I know I was liking those back in the day as well, but both those games like didn't really run that well on my old system, right? Like like many things didn't. So yeah. it's, uh, oh, it's a world of possibilities has opened before me. Ooh. I just had to spend a bunch of money. <laughs> and that's that's the sad state of our world. If you want to have a fun time, you just got to be able to afford yeah. it. Yeah, sucks that uh, gaming nowadays just becoming so monetized. Like after the game is already purchased. Oh fuck yeah, no, especially like hundred percent. That's the one thing I'll say about Apex that I really don't care for. I think Respawn made a really really great game. It plays. So super fucking well i do not fucking like the microtransaction elements yeah that's probably it. ea and, oh no for sure i i'm super willing to believe that like you know respawn is basically just they're trying to make a good game and basically ea is mandating like let's cram all this this crap in here i don't necessarily know for sure and i, I this is the thing because a lot of people always like to put this shit on the the publisher side of things and everything like that but there's a lot of times too where those studios themselves can have issues. I mean, like we've seen CD Projekt Red have a lot of problems internally with their uh, internal culture and stuff. Yeah. We've had issues with like Bethesda and stuff, especially too. And I mean, in both those cases, a big part of it too was also just a very like high off their own supply kind of thing. Like they they believe they were the shit and couldn't fail, and then they failed because they got sloppy because they yeah, believed they wouldn't fail. Exactly it's yeah that that is a big part of it 100 percent. it's it's a big part of why those places had issues but that's also a big part of why i like don't necessarily trust that like you know that that in every situation anyways that it's just the publisher that's gonna be shitty and not necessarily the studio and i i say that mostly because i don't really know much or haven't done a lot of research on on respawn as like a a developer but i know that like the base game of apex is a very enjoyable experience it's oh, the yeah. only battle royale game uh, at least of like this style of battle royale like the 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 true battle royale experience i i guess in terms of being like comparable to you know the other big ones like PUBG and Fortnite and stuff. I could never I never had much interest in really trying those. PUBG kind of, I guess, but Apex, like with its, you know, basically being like a hero shooter and a uh a battle royale kind of mixed together. And just with the way they have their system set up and the way the the characters move with the way you can just like character mobility is like very well done in that game too and it flows super smoothly. And it just, it all feels very good. And it never feels unfair. Like, it always feels like if I'm fucking up, it's just because, like, it, or, like, I'm getting fucked up, I should say. It's because I'm fucking up and not necessarily just because, like, the game isn't, like, I don't know. It, it's not, like, uh, playing in a way that I can really, like, vibe with it, I guess. Wow, I'm really explaining this fucking poorly. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? But you'll, like, you'll have, like, a game where, you know, it something about the controls are just a bit too stiff. It doesn't move quite the way you want it to. Or mm. in a way that feels quite as, as natural and smooth. Where, like, Apex, it just, it flows so well. And it, it can be very fast, very, uh, very snappy, and just, 
it, it feels very good. But yeah, there's it, it's definitely a problem. I think that all battle royales face where you just you're always going to have those matches though where you just get outgunned entirely. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's good that you bring up uh, PUBG though, because that's just one thing that uh, I kind of uh, really found lackluster with that game. It's just like the movement to me, at least, felt so damn clunky in that game. Whereas Apex is like you said, it's just so nice and smooth. Like it's you could, fucking it's oh my god, you just feel butter, like butter, baby, it's the map. butter, baby. Yeah, the aiming, the moving, sliding, like it's just so nice. PUBG, one... I just felt was just so damn clunky. Well, and having the different hero abilities and stuff, too, like, I found they did a really good job with that, because, like, it, it obviously, it can't be, like, Overwatch, because you have the whole aspect of having to collect gear and stuff, you can't have this, like, perfectly consistent kit with each hero, right, that you yeah. can have in that game. I'll say, like, the character design, in at least in terms of, like, the visuals of the character and how they look and, and stuff in appearance and, um, like, like, that sort of concept. I find Overwatch is definitely still the stronger game. Um, but in terms of like the character abilities and stuff and what they provide to the player and, and, and how that works on just kind of an overall mechanical level of like how all of the hero's powers kind of augment what the player can do while still being consistent uh, across like all the different heroes as well as like each hero's individual abilities and how they differ between each other. It's quite well done for the most part. Like, there's always going to be some areas where you know balance could be improved, things could be be tweaked, but it does feel like everyone's got a pretty decent set of abilities at their disposal that are fairly unique and can you know really kind of lend like a unique set of abilities to the team. And you can have some interesting combinations between like you know the different uh, like heroes within your squad and stuff like that. And, it can present some interesting opportunities for synergy. Like, uh, like I like to play Bangalore, who can like create the the big smoke uh, dispersals and stuff to kind of like blind enemies. And then you can have uh, like Zoo will play uh, Bloodhound, and he can basically use like a sonar thing to like you know paint where enemy enemies are on the map, so you can see them. Uh, and then it's basically we have vis uh, like visual on them where they can't see us kind of thing, and that there's a really nice synergy there with that. And I mean, I also just like playing Loba because I can you know throw the warp ring around and zoom about, and you know Pathfinder's got his his big fucking uh, grappling hook and all that shit. Like it's just it's a lot of fun and a lot of cool things, and they they seem to have a really good idea of like yeah, this would be a cool ability to give players. Well, it's nice uh, with Apex, uh, they don't, yeah, overload kits, because each character only has, like, one normal ability and an ultimate, but also a passive as well. Uh, but for the most part, they only have, like, two activatable things that make them that character. But, exactly. like, they're, they're unique enough in the sense it's like, yeah, um, even though they do the same thing, like, some abilities uh, are based around your movement, other abilities are based around, like, just positioning and stealthy and defense. Even though they're the same like mechanics, just the way they actually um, execute them is uh, uh, different enough. And a game like yeah, Apex, where everyone gets the same guns, it, yeah, it just gives them some nice uh, differentiation. Differ, you know what I mean? I can't Differenti say differentiation. Yes, that's it. Yes. Um, no, that's definitely true, and that's that's the thing because, and that's that essentially leads very nicely into like what I really don't like because like. 
you don't get all the heroes when you start the game initially. You have the set that they give you for free, and then all the other ones are basically ones you have to buy. And you can either buy them with the free currency that takes quite a while to build up enough of to actually be able to purchase one, or you have to basically spend money. And when anytime you get one of the, the loot boxes that the game gives you, because of course it's got those, as well as a battle pass, which cool. I mean, yeah. it's it's a free to play game, but that's that's still getting kind of money money hungry for for my tastes, anyhow. But yeah, like anytime you get one of the loot boxes, you get skins and things very often for in like cosmetic stuff, very often for heroes you don't own. And it just feels like a big tactic to try to get you to spend money, not only on the loot boxes for the cosmetics, but then once you've done that, to then try and get you to spend money on, you know, this hero because oh well, you don't you don't have this one available. Yep, you just got this really cool skin for him. It's just kind of I don't know. It's I, a little sleazy in a way. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean because like yeah, you could get like uh, gold tier stuff, but you don't own the champion. Or own the hero, yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, well, why am I, why am I able to get this then? Uh, but unlocking stuff for your heroes is one thing. They actually give you quests for heroes you don't own too, which is just really annoying. That's only for yeah. the, it, only, it only affects for the battle pass though. So if you bought the battle pass, uh, but it's still like, what the hell? Like, why are you yeah. giving me this? I don't own this hero. Yeah, and I mean, like, I know even with the battle pass, like, there's like a free tier for it where you can still earn rewards through it without having to spend money, which I don't think is bad. But yeah, like, it's I don't know. It just feels like what are ways that we can sell fit parts of the game back to the player? Like, oh well, we'll we'll or like you know we'll sell them you know different heroes. We'll lock off a part of the ro- the roster. You know, like uh cosmetic unlocks that used to be freely given out in a lot of games now it's always something that's sold back because they realize that oh players really like unlocking these things we'll make sure that they you know to get them more easily they're gonna have to pay a premium and then on top of that it's like oh well you know level progression and unlocking things by you know completing levels and stuff will will create like we'll just invent a new progression system and reward system through it that to really maximize it, you have to pay into it. And it's, I don't know, it's basically like inventing ways to just siphon money out of players through being a live service. And that shit I really don't like. But yeah, like it's it's a fun game. It's it's fun to enjoy it. And it's, I don't know, it's something where I don't necessarily have an answer about what the right or wrong thing is to do. And I think like it's something where I wouldn't never fault someone for not wanting to play it because they can't handle the practices. But I also find there's some games like that where I just I want to play it, and it's something my other friends like to play, and it's something that I can enjoy playing. That's like an online experience that, while I don't necessarily agree with its practices, I I can at least respect, especially in the case of of this, I can respect what Respawn has done in terms of like a game design and then the core gameplay of it, but. And I can respect them, I think, more than I can respect Blizzard right now with a lot of what they've done with Overwatch, which is part of why I haven't had a big drive to go back and play that more. But yeah, Overwatch 2, baby, this exact same game. Yeah, that's that's not a most likely. I don't know. Like a part of me can understand, like, eventually they're going to have to, like, upgrade to have like it on like a newer engine and, you know, 
yeah you know do some bigger overhauls to the system and stuff like like from from understanding software development i can see why that would be a thing that could eventually happen but yeah there's still a part of it that doesn't leave a great taste in my mouth but that's that's <laughs> one of many things that has not been leaving a great taste in my mouth also actually real quick shout out again some news that i fucking saw earlier this week Fuck Bobby Kotick and fuck Activision Blizzard as well. Dropping 190 employees from their fucking business. And then now Kotick is up to get even more fucking money as CEO. Just giving himself more and more bonuses. And just, it's fucking shameful. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, it's they, they. It's not even the first time they've done this. They'll, they're, I think there was a time few years ago now i don't quite remember exactly when but they it might not have been that many years ago now it might only been like one or two where they they basically dropped like two to three hundred employees something like that and yeah it was just like executives were getting bigger and bigger bonuses oh wow! and it's it's pretty fucking disgusting like kodak is one of the like he's the, the ceo and he's He's like one of like the highest paid ceos within like the u.s basically like it's it's ludicrous and it's completely undeserved in my opinion like sure you i i guess deserve to make a good bit of money because you're in that position but like i don't know i also feel like the amount of money you're getting for the amount of like like what your position actually does to keep the business afloat mm, i don't know man i feel like the ratio shouldn't be quite that extreme at the very least, but at well, any I, rate, I can I understand I can understand why CEOs get paid like with salary wise a decent amount of money, but why do they just get such big bonuses like every time, like every like way more than they should? Well, exactly, and it's it's especially disgusting when they're basically cutting their workforce to be able to afford it, but yeah. and to be able to like still say like, oh yeah, we got a really healthy bottom line. Fuck off. Anyways. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough ranting, because uh, we got to get over to the shadow corner, and I think you got something real, real neat to shout out there, bees, this week. I do. Yeah, there was uh, that thing you posted earlier. Oh, um, oh yeah, Dan. How can I forget about this? Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to support uh, an up and coming, up and coming local artist. Uh, you could, you should definitely check out uh, my friend's, my friend Haley's uh, song on Spotify, YouTube, uh, really uh, most of the major streaming platform services. Uh, Distorted Reflection, I'm pretty sure it's called. Yes, Distorted Reflection. Uh, yeah, it debuted today actually, and uh, it's it's just it's a really good song. Like, uh, I I really just enjoy it. Yeah, I've she's a a friend of my boyfriend's, and I've uh, I've seen her play live. She's got a very great singing voice, and this was a this was quite a good track. It's it definitely had some like uh, it gave me some Evanescence vibes in a big way. Um, yeah, I can see that. I uh, there's another band I'm thinking of that I can't remember their name right now that I was also going to draw a comparison to, but yeah, like Evanescence for sure is definitely one I I would compare it to, and I I I would hope that she would see that as a, as a compliment because it's definitely meant to be. Um, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just, well, well, just with the people who meme on on some of the you know uh, some of the the older tracks, I guess maybe uh, or or at least the the ones per particular song, but. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely recommended. Definitely check it out. Hit hit them up. It's, oh yeah, uh, it's a really good tune. It, it's it's very good. 
I actually um, have been told she has another one produced, just waiting to like get it uh, ooh, finalized and stuff. Ooh. Get on and get on the ground floor, guys. Give give her some love. Yeah, she's hitting the ground running, so definitely give her some support. Absolutely. And now we come to me, because there's no one else, and there's no one else that I can pass the buck to this week. <laughs> yeah, um, you're up. I am up, and you know what? My recommendation for this week, it's been unorthodox. Find some friends, play some games online, you know, or just find, it doesn't even have to be games, just find something that you can do to get on and socialize with, with people. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be an activity. Just plan to make time to talk to people and have fun and chat. Don't just, you know, I know it's social isolation in a lot of ways to like avoid, you know, the spread of the virus, but like I, it's, it's so good and so worth it. And, you know, like, I know there's some people who get kind of like antsy and a little uncomfortable being on voice and stuff is someone with a lot of anxiety. That can be the case for me too, but find some people you're comfortable with some people that you're, you know, you like to talk to and hang out with and just hang out, especially if you can find some stuff to do with too. Like it, it really doesn't have to be much and it definitely doesn't have to be video games, but just having that group interaction it it can be such a good boost to your mood. And I think that's something we all need these days with all oh, the yeah, shit that's really going on. So def definitely recommend yeah. that. Even if you just play like, yeah, nice casual games like Jackbox or Among Us, like just get that human interaction. Play Stardew Valley, man. Online for that shit is banging. Fucking get a Minecraft server. It's fucking let's go. <laughs> Oh shit! I think with that though, I think we've come to the the end of our, our episode for this week. It's a, a little bit of a shorter one, but Chiboy's got some some business to take care of, and that's uh, restricting our schedule a little bit for for this week. But yeah. we we hope you've uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed this, even though it's been a, a little more low key. Just bees and I. Yeah, we got some deals in the back alley. We gotta get done. So we get fucking. Um, I mean, crack ain't gonna sell itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. No, I absolutely joking. Um, though I can't promise that we will not be involved. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much, no, I, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this episode. Absolutely, this. we love having you guys here. We hope you guys are uh, are enjoying it and. Love to hear from you. We can be found on Twitter at balcony underscore banter. Yeah, as always. Tweet. Yeah, definitely tweet at us. And as always, uh, definitely big thanks to our buddy Zoo for the use of our, uh, his music for our intro and outro. Uh, Blackbird Bell, you can find him on Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and I think even on Twitter check him out give him some love he's a cool dude and you know he's pretty good at apex <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's getting he's definitely getting better we all he's, are he's definitely pretty skilled um <laughs> i felt like there's something else i needed to say and that was the only thing i could really think to throw out there <laughs> love you zoo um this has been balcony banter have a have a good one folks yeah have a have a good night folks and have a good weekend see ya